In my last solo episode, number 53, we looked at the wisdom of having a good plan, and I have received so much positive feedback on it and how it has helped people think a little bit more seriously about making a plan for the rest of the year and then into 2022, which I think is awesome. I'm thrilled to be able to offer actionable and helpful ideas, tactics, teaching, and advice. But here's the thing. You have to act on it, right? Well, this next topic is literally about doing just that, taking action to either make a plan or act on the one that you map out. Today, we're talking about proactivity. Welcome to episode 55. You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. I'm going to start off today with a story about how the concept of being proactive was both introduced to me and then cultivated in my life by one of the most proactive people I know, my dad, Bob McEachern. As a young man, he developed a true love for flying and managed to earn his private pilot's license while I was only three. He was a seminary student in Fort Worth, Texas, and he took lessons at a local field with harrowing tales of buzzing through tall weeds on the edge of the runway while trying to land. It's amazing he survived. He even flew us from Texas to Wyoming for a job interview when I was only four. And when he felt the call to be a missionary, he was certain it would include this particular skill, which he was already using in volunteer service out west. You see, his call to preach actually came through reading a book called The Shadow of the Almighty by Elizabeth Elliot. This is the story of missionaries who flew into the Amazon forest in Ecuador and were ultimately killed by the Aka Indians. He was, however, to his surprise, drawn to serve in Seoul, South Korea, where flying was an impossibility. In case you're unaware of the history of the Korean War, it's not actually over. There's only an armistice. And the need for high security necessitated by the demilitarized zone and the constant covert activities by the North Korean government made it so that you cannot fly. This reality was brought home and made crystal clear only one month after our arrival in Seoul. We stood on our front yard and watched as a U.S. Army helicopter was shot down for flying inside that no-fly perimeter around the president's house. But I digress. His pilot's license training, however, and the way it tapped into his own natural bent toward proactivity has not departed from him in the 50 years since it was obtained. And as a result, my driver's training benefited greatly. Now, that doesn't mean that my lessons were any less harrowing or fraught with drama than any other 14 or 15-year-old. The safest place to practice, of course, was at our beach, Dechun, and the sandy beach roads were soft, but they weren't great for traction. And at least one small tree and one stone driveway marker needed some touch-ups after my lesson on driving in reverse. (laughs) The old H-pattern gear shift on the column of a borrowed truck made for a really awkward stall-out on railroad tracks while practicing on the mostly deserted country roads. However, I did pick up some really solid foundations in physics, energy, timing and motion, and the ability to prepare for whatever possibility might come. 
You see, being proactive ultimately makes things easier. It keeps you on your toes rather than on your heels. You know, any good baseball player, basketball player, football, tennis, they're all going to tell you, stay on your toes. That's why they like dance back and forth between their feet, right? It keeps you engaged and anticipating rather than waiting and watching. It means you can work forward all by yourself or with others toward a common goal. So what does it mean to be proactive? Well, it won't shock you to hear that this is part of one of the six tenets of intentional optimism. But what might surprise you is that it's the third component of being optimistic, right along with hope and confidence. You see, each tenet has an active piece. We think, we contemplate, consider, adjust our attitudes, and we must act. Because without action, all those other things lack meaning. Plan without action gets you nowhere. And when we believe or think something strongly enough to act on it, then we know it's real for us. That's true in every aspect of our lives, body, mind, soul, and spirit. For our body, we talk about our health. We need good sleep, food, exercise, stress relief, vacations. (laughs) For our mind, well, vacation could fall on that one too, but we read, we learn, we think, contemplate, we discuss with others, and we challenge our own thinking. For our soul, we think about how we deal with our emotions and our feelings, our relationships with others, cultivating joy and building community. And in spirit, this is where our beliefs and our hearts reside. These are our religious aspects or our doctrinal beliefs. You see, being proactive is evidence of your hope and confidence. Being proactive is setting your plan of optimism in motion. It means that you believe enough in that plan, in that desire, or that understanding and opportunity to actually move forward ahead of time and get it in motion. There are three aspects to being proactive, and all three are ways to get out ahead of whatever's coming or needs to be done, but in different ways. Let me explain. The first one is kind of practical, and this can be applicable to you or in a group setting or a community setting, and that's to prepare. Making preparations for what comes next, even when you're tired. I know that being prepared ultimately makes things easier for me. Part of preparation is making your plan, like pulling out a map or plugging the address into your Maps app or GPS. These are things you actually have to do. So let's go back to the car analogy. When you're in the car, before you leave your driveway or your garage, you adjust your mirrors, you buckle your seatbelt. My son is really, really intent on making sure the seatbelt is buckled before we actually put the car in drive. Making sure the seat is in the right position. You don't get in and just hope you're going to leave the driveway or that the car will magically go to the office, though there have been days when we all have those drives in that we're not exactly sure how we got there, which is a little scary. But you proactively do these things so that you can drive without having to adjust them in the moment, right? You do them beforehand. One tip I learned about conserving my own mental energy is reducing decision fatigue. And I know I've talked about that on here before. This is doing things for tomorrow morning, Andrea, like laying out my clothes or prepping the coffee pot. Actually, that's my sweet husband, but you know what I mean. These things all prepare us for the next morning in a proactive way, allowing us to enter that day with more energy and mental space. The second aspect of proactivity is aspirational because it speaks to being in a community, and that's promoting unity. I like to promote unity and togetherness in my words and deeds, and for this one I want to use bicycle gears as my analogy. 
For instance, on a simple kid's bike, you have a chain and one big chain ring that connects you to both wheels, and the brakes for that matter. It doesn't take a whole lot of coordination or unity to keep it all together, but when the chain jumps off, you're not going anywhere. Now think about a 5-speed or a 10-speed bike. Instead of a simple chain ring, you get these pyramid-like cassettes of chain rings that constitute the gears of that bike. It takes a whole lot of good coordination, communication if I may, efficiency, and grease to make it function smoothly. This is what it's like to understand the dynamics of and be proactive in promoting unity in a community. Now, I want to be really clear right now and say that unity is not uniformity. Gosh, that would be boring. (laughs) Unity is not uniformity. When you look at that 10-speed chain ring cassette, every single one of them is a different size. They have different markings, different cutouts, and different roles and purposes. It's the same with a community. We all are different sizes, different purposes, different roles, different markings, but we move together in unity to make it all work. And as you move into quarter four and prep for 2022, you make your plan. And as you proactively put your plan in place, you need to recognize that it's not just about you. Your plan will have a much higher probability of success when you understand the need for others to help you accomplish it, and that promoting unity within whatever community you choose to function, like your church, your neighborhood, your school, your family, promoting unity there will allow the gears to change and perform more smoothly. Now, of course, this does assume that you're operating within certain communities that are aligned with your own values and goals, but it also applies to the greater community within which you function. I'm just throwing it out there. Promote unity, (laughs) y'all. The third aspect of proactivity is more empirical in nature. It's walking in with your eyes wide open, collecting data, right? Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. I'm willing to see what has been, what is, and what's likely to come in order to make wise choices and to guide others to do the same. This is just being willing to collect and use all the data, So let's go back to the driving lesson analogy. We're all taught to look in the rearview mirror every five seconds. When I first started driving, I would unconsciously count five seconds out. (laughs) I know, it's really silly. But I wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing something I needed to know in order to drive safely. Because y'all, I got my license really early at 15. Now I've been driving so long, I don't even need to move my head to check that mirror. I just move my eyes, but I still check. I need to know what's happening on the road around me. Now, obviously, I keep my eyes on the road ahead of me, but if it's a really familiar road, I don't have to pay super close attention. I know there are bumps and potholes, twists and turns, but when there's something new, for instance, like coming home from my friend's house last week. Our Maps app took us this whole backcountry route, including a a complete stretch of dirt road, tons of twists and turns in and out of the shade. My sunglasses were going on and off so often, I just kept them in my hand. But y'all, I needed to be able to see. I needed to see the road ahead. I knew there were going to be lots of twists and turns. That's the nature of this type of road. And I knew that there were cars coming through at each intersection. But because I have driven on backcountry roads before, these are all likely scenarios that I just kind of held in my consciousness and just in my head. But with my eyes open, checking the mirrors, with my training and my experience, I could make wise choices that got me and my family home safely. 
So be willing to take in all the information, my friend. This will help you be proactive in your own plans and in promoting growth and unity within teams and communities. All right, let's beat this analogy to death and bring this car into the garage. When you're working in a community, even if it's a personal growth journey that actually affects other people, you need to be able to prepare in order to work together like multiple gears making up a whole motor or all 10 of those wheel chain rings working on a 10-speed bike. You need to look into the rearview mirror to see what has been. Pay attention to what's happening around you now so that you can make wise choices about how to handle what might come. And there are precious few truly unique challenges, y'all. Learning from the past and present better informs our decisions. Without proactively preparing for how all the pieces will move together, the gears are going to lock. But when you are proactive, there's a sweet unity of motion propelling you toward that goal, building confidence the whole way. This could be for you, your business, your team, your family. Putting your plan in motion is what being proactive is all about. And if you do it with these three things in mind, first, making preparations, that's your practical step. Two, promoting unity, that's your aspirational piece. And three, walking in with your eyes wide open, this is your empirical step, you will set yourself, your business, your plans up for full-on success. Proactivity for the win, baby. Now, are you ready? Do you have your plan yet? If you need help or just a sounding board to figure out how to put your plan in place and be proactive and strategic about what you're going to do, let's figure out what your next step should be. Drop me a note, email, messenger, Instagram DMs, and tell me how I can help or which piece of this you needed to hear most today. Because we're already in the fourth quarter of 2021, and it's time to get cracking on how you want to end this year and then slingshot yourself into 2022. All right, that's it for today, short and sweet. You know where to find me. Remember, unconventional leaders lead at every level in any area using their unique gifts. And you, my friend, are a leader. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations. Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you're an intentional optimist and you love this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review with a five-star rating. You can also snap a screenshot right where you're listening, share it to social media, and tag me. This helps others find us and will have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me or just to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, I invite you to schedule a free discovery session to talk with me and learn more. Just email me at andrea at theintentionaloptimist.com. If you're looking for an encouraging and uplifting community on Facebook, hop on over and join the Intentional Optimist group, women encouraging women from all over the globe. The community and email links are right here in the show description wherever you listen to the podcast. Until next time, remember, you're the answer. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations.